What's good, y'all? Welcome to a special episode of the Banquet Hall Podcast. Uh, my name is Kyler Nathan, as always, your host of the Banquet Hall. Uh, today is a very special episode. For new listeners, uh, this is something that I did at the beginning of the Banquet Hall's existence. Uh, it's called Table for One, which is really just an opportunity for me to get on the mic. No guests, no interviews, uh, really talk about whatever's on my mind, but uh, today is going to be a mailbag episode. Over the last few weeks, I've asked several times on Instagram and other modalities uh, for folks to submit questions and surprisingly got quite a bit. Uh, So I had to split it up into a few different episodes. This is part one, and I'm looking forward to being able to engage with you all on some of these questions. Of course, as always, got to start with a few housekeeping things. Uh, One, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, make sure you hit follow, like, subscribe, wherever you are listening, however you are listening, and leave us a five-star rating. Then head over to your favorite social media platform and follow at Banquet Hall Pod. Uh, Really trying to get the podcast to grow, which I'll talk about a little bit more uh, as we get into the Q&A. But the follows, the likes, the shares, the ratings, it all sincerely helps. Uh, If you're feeling really charitable and want to support the podcast with a monetary donation, uh, you can look at the link in the episode description for more information on how to support the podcast. Uh, But without further ado, let's go ahead and get the Q&A started. Starting things out, I received a few different questions related to podcasting and the podcast in general. So as this is a podcast, I thought it would be fitting to start with those first. Uh, First things first, I will start with the question, what first got you into wanting to be a podcaster? And I would say this dates back to... God, I want to say 2019, 2020, uh, but a homie of mine, Jeff Devante, uh, he had this podcast called Melanin Theory, and he honestly was one of the first people that I personally knew who had their own podcast, and I would always tune into it. Actually, no, that is a lie. I didn't always tune into it, but once I did start tuning in, I was hooked on the podcast. Uh, But for a while, I was always telling Jeff, I was like, yeah, like, I'm not really into podcasts or I don't know if that's my thing. Uh, I didn't really understand what podcasting was for. But then I finally gave him a listen and I I was hooked, like just sitting there for X amount of time hearing him talk. I would even hit him up all the time like, yo, bro, like you could do this for an hour because as I started listening to Jeff, I started looking into other podcasts and saw just how long people can really sit and talk on a podcast. And so I would always encourage them post more episodes, post longer episodes. And even though Melanin Theory didn't carry on for too, too long, I knew that podcasting was something that was interesting to me. Uh, so then you fast forward to the pandemic in 2020, uh, wasn't a whole lot to do once the world shut down. And so I started listening to podcasts and kind of following, finding the podcast that I was most interested in. And then I started my own, uh, long-term listeners and supporters of mine will know that my first ever podcast that I hosted, well, actually co-hosted was Hoop Dreams Pod. I was a podcast of myself and one of my colleagues and friends, Tiffany, uh, was all Lakers all the time. And it was a blast. Uh, We ran for about a season and a half, two seasons-ish, which was really fun. Uh, Then we let that go on pause for some time, but a sneak preview might be coming back soon. 
Uh, then we had Natural Nonsense, myself and Andre. Uh, that was a whole lot of fun being on podcast with my Brody. And then now I wanted to have my own lane. I wanted to be able to record episodes when I wanted, uh, not have to rely on another co-host for scheduling purposes or uh, to be as consistent as I wanted to or didn't want to be. So uh, that's how the Banquet Hall podcast was born and uh, still chugging away. So this next question is a really important question that I feel like I haven't actually talked about on the podcast and so I think it's very important to discuss in this Q&A episode and want to give a special shout out to Derek for submitting this question. Uh, but the question is, how do you get on the pod? And I know that a lot of people, when they're listening to podcasts, especially interview podcasts, uh, they might think that, oh, I don't know if I have anything to talk about. Uh, I don't know if I'm doing anything special. I don't know what like what would the podcast be about and the first thing or the reason why i want to start with that as an answer is because i feel like the first thing that i get from people when i ask them if they want to come on the podcast they always say oh i don't have anything to talk about and that's my job as a podcaster to figure out what we're going to talk about and get us along that journey i believe that everyone has a story everyone has an important story to tell uh, even if you're just on a podcast for 30 minutes talking about your upbringing and stuff that you're passionate about, that stuff's interesting. Uh, the Banquet Hall wasn't meant to be just a podcast for entrepreneurs uh, or artists, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, it's just really for people who are in my circle to have a platform to talk about whatever is on their mind. And so in terms of those who would like to be interviewed for one of our longer podcast episodes, uh, it's as easy as sliding in my DMs, texting me. Uh, mentioning me on social media if you really want to go the formal route you can email the podcast has an email uh b hall pods that's b as in boy hall pods with an s at gmail.com uh, always happy to have guests who are it's their first time being on a podcast or maybe you've been on plenty of podcasts but just haven't had the opportunity to talk a lot about yourself uh the dms are open if anytime anyone wants to get on the podcast uh, so slide in dms text me call me uh however you want to reach me especially if you know me like you can even just like hey bro like when can i get on the pod and we can go from there this next question is one i'm really excited to talk about and that is what direction is the banquet hall podcast headed in uh i think that the most obvious direction is headed in i would love to monetize this podcast I would love for it to be a way to get some type of passive income. Like I know that I'm not necessarily going to get rich off of podcasting, even though that would be a hell of a thing to accomplish. That's not realistically why I'm podcasting. And even if this never gets monetized, that's not a big deal to me. But uh, for those of y'all who don't know, in order to monetize a podcast, uh, there's a couple of different ways, depending on what platforms your podcasts are on. Uh, Banquet Hall is on YouTube as well as on uh, podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So in order for me to be able to activate ads on the podcasting platform I use, Podcasters or Spotify, um, you need to have 100 Spotify listeners within the last 60 days and publish at least one episode every 60 days. And so in terms of... Um, in terms of what that means for the banquet hall, 
uh, I need to put more content out there. Right now, we don't have the biggest audience out there. I would love to get that bigger, but in order to kind of circumnavigate that, I want to start doing shorter episodes, more tables for one. I uh, also want to start this thing called the Lounge, uh, the Obsidian Lounge, the O Lounge, just a working title right now. Uh, I've thought about doing episodes reviewing movies. Uh, so I think I will turn this question back on y'all. What direction do y'all want the podcast to head in? Uh, send me a voice note, send me a message, a DM, uh, just whatever ideas or stuff y'all want to hear about. I'm definitely open to suggestion. I want to make sure this podcast is something that people enjoy listening to, have the time to listen to. And so I definitely have been wanting to experiment with shorter episodes like this one, uh, giving people a lower barrier to entry, uh, have them be able to check out a little bit of what I have to talk about and then decide whether or not they want to tune in for the longer things. Uh, so have a lot of interviews scheduled ahead of time now, which gives me a lot more time to be able to record these smaller episodes. Uh, so be on the lookout for just more content from the Banquet Hall podcast. We'll still do. We'll still do. Ah, I can't speak, but I'm trying to do this just off the cuff. Uh, we will still do the weekly interviews as much as scheduling permits uh but look for some smaller episodes in intermediate and let me know what types of episodes you would like to see in the future so want to round this episode out with a couple of ep- or a couple of questions i should say uh that aren't necessarily related to podcasts but i thought they were pretty interesting so wanted to be able to discuss them on the podcast uh first things first in the past experiences section is your postgraduate experience now after your graduate degree different than it was after your bachelor's absolutely I think there are, of course, some things that remain the same. I think any time that you're in a big life transition, there's always this question about what's going to be next or what should I do next? I would say after completing my master's degree, I just have found more peace in the unknown and the uncertainty. I think when you first study or first graduate from undergrad, there's a sense of, okay, I've done the college thing. I have this degree. Maybe I had a dream set out of what I wanted to do with this degree now what and that's that's where the anxiety that's where the uncertainty comes in a lot but i feel like after having gone through the process once worked full time for a bit and then finishing my master's program i I just know that whatever i want to accomplish out there i just have to kind of get my nails dirty and grind for it so maybe that means i don't know exactly what career i'm going to be in 10 years from now but I know that I have the tools, I have the mindset to be able to work towards that eventual goal. And so more peace would be the first way I'd answer that. Uh, but also, while there is the same amount of peace, I also say there's a little bit more urgency, too. Uh, when I first graduated from undergrad, I knew that there was a chance that further down the line I would get a further degree. And so there was this next step in mind. But I feel like now that getting another degree is a possibility for me, but it's not necessarily something that I'm for sure planning towards. I might be a little bit foreshadowing there with regards to some of my future master's plans uh, that I think I might have touched bases with in our next episode that's coming out uh, with Ariel Sella. But I think just right now I have this sense of urgency just to not waste time like and that doesn't necessarily mean I'm trying to capitalize on making money or figuring out a career, but I just have a bigger sense of urgency for myself. So doing the things that I love doing, feeding into the people that give me energy, 
and just truly living within myself for myself and just choosing everything that I do to be in alignment with just benefiting myself holistically. Uh, So sometimes that means firmer boundaries with people, firmer boundaries with things I feel like I'm obligated to do, but there's a bigger sense of urgency. And the last thing I would say is I feel like I'm surrounded by a lot less people now. So um, my experience after undergrad, I feel like everybody was in the trenches trying to figure out what's next. But now I feel like a lot of my friends from undergrad are a lot more established in their careers and their uh, living situations and their jobs. Whereas after a master's program, especially one where half of it was online, I didn't really get to the same connections that I had in undergrad. So it just feels a lot more isolating in a sense because it's like, okay, I did this master's program. My friends that I do have, they did master's programs and PhD programs elsewhere. So I don't really have the same common spaces, common experiences as I would have post undergrad. Uh, So just less frequently seeing people and making it more of a need for me to reach out proactively to connect with some of my friends. I would say that's the biggest difference postgraduate degree. And now for the final question for this episode. Uh, and this is kind of funny because this just shows that I needed to do this Q&A episode sooner, right when I said I should have or said I wanted to. Uh, are you going to see the Barbie movie next month? So obviously barbenheimer already happened for those who aren't uh tapped in with the social media memes and whatnot uh barbenheimer is the colloquial term i would say uh that was used for the release of both barbie and oppenheimer in theaters i saw both movies loved both movies um yeah there's a lot of discourse out there on the barbie movie specifically and just kind of discourse about why Barbenheimer is even a big deal. Like, why are people talking about Oppenheimer? What is this even about? And I think that I want to spend some time next table for one talking about why all of that's important and kind of tying it into why I want to pursue a career in the film industry. But like I said, that will be something for another episode. But for now, if you are interested in hearing about or reading about my uh, experiences with Barbie and Oppenheimer, I encourage y'all to check out a platform called Letterboxd. And that is Letterboxd with a D at the end, letterboxd.com. You can search for me, The Fourth Kyler, on that website. It is a social media platform that allows people to track films that we've watched, uh, save the ones we want to see, tell our friends uh, what we think of movies. So letterboxd.com, once again, Letterboxd with a D at the end, B-O-X-D, slash The Fourth Kyler. You can read my review for Barbie and Oppenheimer. I believe I even have them posted on my profile so you can see them right away when you go to my profile and then let me know your thoughts if you saw barbenheimer leave a voice memo i use the link in the episode description and maybe i'll feature your take on the next episode for table for one when i dive a little bit deeper into why barbenheimer was so important Uh, but for now thank you all for listening to this episode of table for one Uh, let me know if y'all like these short episodes i'll be happy to bring more of them to you in the future I'm always uh, taking questions, so if you do have questions that you want me to answer, 
uh, reach out via DM, via text, whatever you want to do. Uh, and I have plenty of questions that I have on this Google Doc that I have not gone through yet. Uh, so if you sent a question and it doesn't appear on this episode, uh, just know that it's coming on a future episode. I want to keep these episodes on the shorter end, uh, hopefully no longer than 20 minutes on any given episode. Uh, just once again, to be able to get more content out there for you all, keep it in a more digestible uh, time frame and hopefully just gain more listeners, get more questions and spark more conversations. Uh, there's plenty around the corner for the Banquet Hall podcast. Uh, for those of y'all listening right when this episode drops, there will be an interview coming out on Monday with Ariel Sella. And I'm looking forward to bringing that to y'all. Uh, but for now, follow on social media at Banquet Hall Pod. Leave us a voice memo, a rating, uh, leave us a like, leave us a comment and we will catch y'all next time.